Hey Wanderers, and welcome back to Outlaws Wanted. Last time, the crew of the Honor survived a harsh battle. After being separated from the rest of the crew, Vika discovered the beating heart of the Black Dreadnought, and was attacked by the Lost Imposition soldiers, now just puppets of chaos. Eventually, she was joined by the rest of the crew, and together they destroyed the source of chaos on the Black Dreadnought, but at a terrible cost. The battle around this heart has just gone quiet. Sully, you have a moment of consciousness where you are back in this dark room and in front of you, you see the heart kind of contracting and imploding on itself. You can see bits of it tearing away as it implodes slowly and vaporizes in this room. Underneath of it, the well of chaos that was uh, that it was suspended halfway in is starting to drain and evaporate as if it was never there. You can also see the floor underneath of you wilting and like flaking away as it seems to be that whatever energy was keeping this malicious matter here is now gone. You have that moment of consciousness and then you fall to the ground unconscious again. Neat. <laughs> In your perception, it's like flash of the real world, and then you are back kind of in the, uh, what are we calling it? We have a name for it that's good. Metaphysical plane is what I've been calling it. Is it metaphysical plane? Is that what we've been calling it? You're back in the metaphysical plane. Or we've also we've also thrown in the uh, like the cognitive realm. That's another cognitive. Term we use I think cognitive plane is what we've been calling it that I liked. Anyway, we mix up we mix up the terms a lot. It's whatever. That's fine. Yeah, you're back in the cognitive plane, and we're gonna handle you in just a minute. The other three of you, uh, you've just survived a pretty rough battle, and Sully is unconscious. Uh, I think Jyla's leaning over Sully and kind of like trying to shake him awake and talk to him. He keeps passing out on her. <laughs> Sully's still unconscious. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that's what Jyla's doing. So you said that the heart is imploding on itself. I guess, can you say again what's happening in the room? So in the room, there was this basin with a heart in it that was big, right? Mm-hmm. That heart is now kind of shredding and sucking in on itself. It is disappearing into nothingness as the well underneath of it dries and you can see the what was once like chaos slime covered with like almost with like a depth like a mat of like flesh grown over it is now retracting and disappearing back into this basin okay so like the ship is the the metal of the ship is starting to show through it now right yeah correct Okay, so it's not that the room is coming down, it's that the chaos parts no. of it are disappearing. No, no, no. The room is fine. Okay. I think Vi probably helps Jyla get Sully off of the chaos meat floor <laughs> thing before, like, it disappears. Okay. You guys drag him away from, like, this, like, kind of squelching and slurping like rushing inward it's like a reverse waterfall of rotten meat 
That's a sentence you never thought you'd say. <laughs> no, I, I thought I would say that at least once in my life. <laughs> I was going to say, this is Cody we're talking about. What a weird bucket list thing to have there, though. Anyways. <laughs> at some point at some point in my life, I will say. <laughs> Both of you drag Sully away and kind of just leave him on the floor in this room. I don't think it's leave him on the floor. I oh, think well, it's- I mean, he's on the floor now in this room. Yeah. I just want to make sure the wording's right. We're not like just, okay, well. No, I know you're not just dropping. Sorry, sorry. You're not just like (laughs) bouncing now. (laughs) Dust off our hands. Trot out of the room. Everybody ready for for lunch? (laughs) Right. So what do we, what do we do now? Well, I think we should find a way out of this meat maze. That would be great. Why do you guys keep saying these things that I have to hear with my ears? (laughs) you're unconscious Man, i i miss the i miss those times from 20 seconds ago where i didn't have to hear that <laughs> <laughs> me too mal do you remember which way you came i mean we had to kind of drop down a hole to get here i'm not sure if that's something we can get back up oh wait a second i have blueprints of the ship that i transferred onto whatever tablet thing that i have you do uh can i pull that up and figure out a way to get back to um the tram station thing uh yeah go ahead uh do me an investigation 13 okay so with the 13 you open up the plans for the ship and like i had said before there were areas of the ship where it was clear that ad hoc and kind of uh Post-construction modifications had been made, and this is one of them, right? As you zoom in, the construction that you saw reflected in the blueprints is not what you really felt like you had seen when sucked into this room. And this would also be true, like, if you were showing this to Jyla as well. The area you were in made no sense. Like, Jyla and Sully and Malcolm did legitimately make their way through a meat maze it was confused and overgrown to the point that it had taken on a new like floor plan yeah what you see now around you and what you see on the plan is something far more reminiscent of gothic architecture so these are massive open rooms with like pillars and little alcoves the ceiling above you at this point is revealed to be very ornate The walls are all carved and um, arched, so you would be, like, in the center of this massive chamber, and on the far end, you can see where Sully and Malcolm managed to cut a hole through what is essentially just a giant open archway leading onto, like, stairs leading up that eventually would lead you back out of this area. So the way out is actually pretty easy now that it's not overgrown with meat to the point of being completely unrecognizable. Okay. So it's like the vines all pulled back and now it's just a house. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can see like stone hewn steps appearing as the like chaos is retracting and disappearing after the death of the heart. You can actually see something that looks like fairly impressive and um, almost beautiful, if not very out of place on a spaceship. But it is clearly like crafted and not as... um, alien feeling right it doesn't seem grotesque it's just ornate and fancy vi kind of like tilts her tablet to show mal and jyla so it's a pretty straight shot to get up to the trams um if you see right here you go down uh, you go up these stairs and you go kind of down this hallway and 
we should be able to get back pretty fast. I would kind of like to wait and make sure all this chaos is gone before we really leave, unless you want to start making your way out. And I also want to check something out. Cody, you mentioned that this is like gothic architecture. Architecture? I can talk. But is it, is there still sci-fi like technology built into that? Like, could I find something, some kind of terminal or something? I, I want to see if I can find out more about these extra pieces that have been built onto the dreadnought. Um, you, you said you were looking for like a computer terminal of some sort? Yes, that's specifically in this like new architecture area. Okay, so there is an answer for that. And for narrative reasons, it is very hard to find, but not impossible. So if I don't give you a lot of information, understand that's a very good question and one that will be answered. <laughs> okay, you want me to roll for that? Yeah, yeah, that would just be another investigation. It's another 13. Okay. It is not immediately apparent where there would be a where there would be a computer terminal. This place is very anachronistic. The reason this feels so wrong to be on this ship is the rest of the ship has been very more than modern technology, right? This is a very advanced ship that you're on and this seems like something from the past that you would not expect to see anymore ever but that being said some amount of integration into the ship is essential so you are eventually able to find like one random chunk of column that is you know a facade that you can slide back and access some amount of control over this area so given that two pointed questions is what i'll give you basically so what do you want to know about this area Forgive me if I'm wrong, Cody. Is Gothic architecture like a like a hallmark of the imposition? It is. Okay. And I would say Gothic architecture is, mm, even at the time in a real world analog, not a singular occurrence. Sure. Like, um, it was a decidedly European one, but there are still different flavors within that. This does not look like it was made by the imposition. Okay. I'm not trying to take Mandy's question. I just was like, mentally, I was like, oh, Gothic architecture. It's because we're with the imposition. I was like, wait a second. This is not an imposition ship that we know of. This is not an imposition ship. It is architecturally dissimilar from what you would have expected. And this is one of those things where I have run, like being, pulling the curtain back. I have run out of motifs to give things. Um, (laughs) So this is similar to the imposition. It is coincidental only. It is not meant to be read into. But you're right to point that out. (laughs) Okay. If I was better at telling this story, that would have been a good connection. (laughs) That that was going to be one of my questions. I'm sorry, Mandy. No, no, that's fine. Like a little more pointed of what faction does that. Could she figure out what faction this comes from? That is a good question. And and I would say it does not match any and neither does this ship exactly. Oh, that's a good way to put it. This ship feels very familiar to you. We've said that in the last episode. And that was true even now that the reason you were able to find these weird pockets of architecture is because this ship feels just like a giant version of one of your ships. Feels like a United Colony ship. This one, this area doesn't, but it also is decidedly not in position or um, Galactic Alliance or Interstellar Council. So it feels just altogether alien to you. Okay. If not unpleasant. 
You said you rolled a 13 and you asked that question? Yeah. Uh-huh. It looks very similar to the architecture you saw in the Fount of Duality. That's what I was waiting for. Okay. <laughs> I can't think of a specific second question, honestly. I'm okay with that information unless you guys have an idea of what else I can ask. Or if there's extraneous information, Cody, you're willing to give me. I do not have any other questions, really. I can't think of anything. Feels like a waste. But the font of duality is a good... That's fine. Nugget. That that was a healthy nugget of information, yeah. I promise. No, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm okay. I am... I... I am okay with that covering my two questions, um, if that's what you have for me. Yep. Um, okay. So you guys are in a uh, cosmically horrific chapel in uh, the belly of a weird ship with an unconscious crewmate. Well, um, I don't say this too often, but uh, follow the imposition stuff, I guess. Space out of here. <laughs> well, we want to get out of the this section, so... Right up the come on, I'll, I'll I, I can lead the way. That's fine. Yeah, we should probably we should probably get Sully to Med Bay or somewhere soon because he's he's looking rough. I was thinking we probably want to take him back up to the front where the imposition guys are, and maybe they'll have something there. They have medics, right? Please don't. Not they have the way you think they have medics. <laughs> they have mechanics. There's a difference. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, our ship is up front, so we can deal with that. Oh, man. Sully's just, like, screaming in his grave as they're like, we'll take him to, like, the medics in this faction that doesn't count soldiers in units less than 100, because <laughs> anything under that is expendable. <laughs> okay, so you guys start kind of dragging Sully carrying Sully out of this place. You can notice, too, that the lights start to come up a little bit more. Like, there would have been electronic lights that have been grown over um, that are now starting to reveal themselves, so the gloom is kind of lifting over this place. Sully, as I said, you awoke in the cognitive realm, and when you did, if you remember from last time, I said that there was the big, like, tentacly kind of nervous system of the ship that was the heart. And then I said, way off in the distance, there was a dragon, right? Yep. You wake in the cognitive realm, and way off in the distance, you see a dragon. Its head turns towards you. I, I thought you were going to say, like, and in your face is a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was prepared for. I was much more worried. But it's heading towards me? Yep. Done. Mm. With all speed. What do you do? Does it look evil? Well, you know, if you were to imagine a terrible dragon of pure chaos, that's what it looks like. I didn't know if it was like a harmony dragon. I, I had hope. Well, it's not. That's a good question. <laughs> right. I thought it might. Maybe it's a harmony dragon coming to say good job, Sully. It might have been. And yet it's, it's not. not. <laughs> I think Sully will do what he normally does when he tries to leave the cognitive realm. And that probably doesn't work. It doesn't. Oh, I think he does that thing where it's just like very wearily like puts up, like takes a deep breath and then holds up the sword in front of him very sloppily because he is not feeling good. Okay, so you try your best to ready yourself, but both mentally and physically, yes, you are horribly fatigued. As this thing gets closer, you realize, you know, it looked like it was far away, and it looked pretty small when it was far away. Then you realized it was very far away, and it just keeps getting bigger, and not that much closer, and then it just keeps getting bigger, 
by the time this thing reaches you, you realize it is enormous. Although there is no, like, ground necessarily in front of you, you see claws that's, like, where each claw is as big as your whole body land in front of you, and then you can feel the air moving as a giant dragon's head lowers itself to be on a level with you and stares. Um, hello? This hardly seems fair anymore. I agree, you seem to be much larger and in better shape than I am. So let's call it a draw and we'll try again next time. You hear what sounds like the laughter of a dragon which I cannot hope to emulate, as dragons are not meant to laugh. (laughs) A draw, no, just a delay. I definitely need this fight. I very much want to prove myself to my master. Allow me to introduce myself. My name is Saros, the great dragon of chaos. And who might you be? Um, my name is Sullivan Brachtel. I am a doctor by trade, a agent of harmony by choice, I guess. I'm a little fuzzy on the details. Oh, indeed. I hope those become clearer over time. You and me both. Did Sully just find common ground with a chaos dragon? (laughs) Saros lifts up one claw and just pushes you over as you topple backwards to the ground. I hope next time you are more on your feet, but I anxiously await a fair competition. Until then, enjoy your respite. Uh, thank you, Saros. I won't say I'm looking forward to it, but you seem to be an honorable companion. Do not thank me, Harmony. I have zero interest in fairness. I just desire the joy of killing you at your best. And then with a mighty whooshing, like you're again, like almost knocked to the ground under the weight of air pressing you down as this dragon lifts off and flies away even further than it was before, and you startle awake being drug up a now somewhat lit cavern. We're not dragging him, we're carrying Okay, carrying, <laughs> I was not meaning in like a bad way. I didn't mean like his head on the ground, I thought his feet might be dragging. <laughs> Grabbing his ankles, going up the stairs, dunk, 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 dunk. <laughs> Very carefully drug, as if by people that care about you. Drug as you would a lover. <laughs> You know, when you drag people. (laughs) Anyways, so you wake up, you're in, you know, like a hallway or whatever with stairs. So here's the question. Who is carrying him? I I think Jyla's probably got her hands under his arms and somebody else has his feet. Doing the swinging thing, swinging it back and forth. (laughs) One, two, I can have his feet. Three. Yeah. So we're, we're carrying him that way. What a weird way to carry someone. I think Jyla probably fireman carried you for a while. And then... How else do you carry a body, Zach? And then I'm not a tired. body, I'm alive. 
not quite dead well, yet. You were, you were until kinda, just now. You're kind of limp, unconscious. I wasn't dead yet. You I weren't mean, helping dead yet. move. Um. So this is weird, right, everybody? Sully, Sully, she drop him. I, I was <laughs> gonna say almost. <laughs> she just lets go to like hug him. <laughs> he hits his head and he's unconscious again. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> All right, Chyla, roll blast some baddies. <laughs> I, I think she, her grip loosens and then she realizes, oh, I need to hang on. So she doesn't drop him. But I think they stop, maybe. How are you feeling? Can you, can you walk? I can support you. I am feeling quite terrible. I had to go toe to toe with an evil chaos heart, but I think I can walk. There's also a great chaos dragon who is looking forward to fighting me. So that's a new thing I get to be worried about. You you said there's a chaos dragon? Is that what was in the that white space we were in? Uh, yes, that was one of the things that was in the realm with the giant heart. And, and you said it wants to fight you? Yes, I think... Everything chaos likes to fight me since I am harmony, sort of. It's a little confusing what I am, but I think everything wants to take a shot at me now, which is a little tiresome for someone who doesn't like killing. Well, we're going to do our best to prevent that from happening because you can't take too many shots like that. I would agree. So anyway, we're going to try to find somebody who'll patch you up. That might just be... Or ship, I guess, but... As long as it's not the Imposition who has mechanics and not medics. Oh, well, that's frightening for them, but good to know. <laughs> well, not, mean, let's keep going. <laughs> not everyone in the Imposition wears power armor. There might be... We might get lucky. There might be someone who can help us out, because, I mean, I I can make my way around our med bay, but I don't I don't know how much Jylan I can help put you back together. Vika, I mean this... With all due respect, but I worked with Dr. Evander from the Imposition for years before I was on an active crew, and I would rather die than let them touch me. Yeah, he's not a, a real doctor. He's kind of like a mad scientist doctor. He also has- Look, I'll super- if it makes you feel better, I'll supervise, and if it starts getting crazy, we'll get you on the med bay on our ship, and I don't know, the, 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 I think this is- we've figured out where the- missing imposition soldiers were so i think we can get back to homestead and patch you up that would be preferable to letting an imposition medic work on me i don't want to be half power armor no i just want to get you stable i think we get on the tram and make our way to the front all right you get on the tram and make your way to the front when you get to like the same airlock kind of staging area that the imposition had very well established like a base of operations it's all lit like i said by external power at this point so like it's not using the ship lights it's using they've brought over stuff just to like temporarily set up a base in like the dark shell of this vessel on your way there a few things happen one you feel a huge lurch from the entire ship like you're on the tram and then you just feel like a thump like you've just run into something in space it was not the tram hitting something, it was the entire ship. And the second thing that happens is when the door opens, and again, this is like 
the ship is huge, so these these tram rides take a little bit of time. Like, you're talking 30 to 40 minutes you're sitting in this tram waiting to get where you're going. As soon as you get there, the door slides open and Lucy is standing in front of you very nervously. Um, hello, all. It's very good to see you, but uh, I'm afraid that I have bad, bad news. Bad news for all of you. Okay, uh, spit it out, Lucy. Um, well, you see, the thing is, the imposition has, well, lost the ship that we're on. The imposition has lost the ship. What What do you mean by lost the ship? Well, the, the thing of it is that we can no longer access most of the ship. Most of the important parts of the ship are no longer under our control or... We are not able to view them, and someone else seems to have taken command. And furthermore, well, the current Magnus Commander of the Black Dreadnought would very much like to talk to all of you. He seems to think it might be your fault. And I am here to warn you that he is unhappy. Thank you, Lucy. Is the the way back to the honor clear um i doubt it i came here as soon as i found out that the magnus commander was displeased to give you a heads up because of course i care about you all very much thank you we appreciate it lucy and of course i will be here to offer any emotional or dueling support that might be needed depending on the outcome of your conversation oh i'm sure it won't come to that i uh well I will be here for support. <laughs> well, here goes nothing. I guess we're on the way to the Magnus Commander. All right. So um, this initial like boarding area, you know, like mm, what's it called? Docking it's bay? Called terminal? terminal? Well, no, like where a tram would stop. Oh, station? Station. Yeah, that works. Platform is the word I was looking for. This platform where you were dumped out onto, you know, there's like a passageway that leads into uh, like that big cargo staging area where there was all of that like fanfare and pomp and circumstance. Um, And there's like a small interstitial corridor between those two places. Uh, When that door slides open, there is no big fanfare for you this time. It seems like every imposition soldier that is on this vessel is very much concerned with like performing some kind of duties so they're like running around there's like pandemonium they're trying to look busy well they're trying to look busy and you can see people with like cutting torches like trying to cut their way into like through doors you can see people tapping on computers or ripping wires out of walls like total utter chaos and in the middle of it you can see chaos. pontus sorry disarray <laughs> Ch- chaos with a lowercase c <laughs> Which from now on we will call only chaos. <laughs> Good joke. Uh, in the middle of this, you can see Pontus, the Magnus Commander of the Black Dreadnought, barking orders. Can I run over to one of the computer terminals and knock one of the people out of the way and start seeing if I can figure out what's going on? Because the ship's a, ship is familiar to me. Yes, you can. What would this be? Um, I would say this is still investigation. Investigate? Okay. Yeah. That's a nine. Okay, so with a nine, you get on the computer and you start tapping away, and the thing that becomes immediately apparent is, like, um, 
So, you know, if you looked at a computer and it was just like sitting idly, you'd be able to like open up Word or browse the file directory or whatever, right? Like that's Mm -hmm. what you were able to do before when you got on these computers. When you look at the computer now, like the processing power has spiked. It is now seeming like it is fully being utilized and you can see thousands of programs running. Everything just came alive on this ship and as quickly as you would try to interface with something, it's gone. It is like incredibly difficult to follow everything that is happening on the ship now all of a sudden. And almost as soon as you start being able to like get any useful information, you feel a metallic hand close around your shoulder and you're ripped around by Pontus, the Magnus commander of the Black Dreadnought. And as soon as he lays a hand on you, you hear Lucy shout, Unhand her, you terrible brute! And a giant metal fist punches Pontus, the Magnus commander, in the face. And they go to the ground grappling and punching. Oh no! Lucy yelling, I told you a duel would be evident! Fear not! He is weak! (laughs) As spatula hands beat against (laughs) Pontus. Okay, if I can't know this from a nine, that's fine. Could I tell that... So you know how, like... You can remote into my computer to help me with things. Can I tell that somebody is doing that? Oh, are you asking if this is, you can tell if this is being done remotely versus locally? Yes. Um, I will say you can tell that it is not being done remotely. You mean, wait. Something on board this ship is causing this to happen. Okay. You, I guess like if you were to look at the telemetry unit, there are not commands coming from an external place to the Black Dreadnought. Gotcha. Okay. Lucy, Lucy, it's... Lucy, get up. It's fine. It's fine. Can you guys stop, please? This was a horrible disorder and it must be paid in kind. Okay, that's fine. We'll... We can handle this, Lucy. Get up. Lucy begrudgingly, like, gets up and they both kind of do that thing where they're still kind of subtly punching each other, like... Just, like, shoving each other. Yeah, like, getting up was a lot more knees to the groin than it needed to be, but they both eventually get to their feet red in the face and huffing. What did you do to the ship under my control after I sent you on a very simple rescue mission? Well, your rescue mission ended up being a lot more complicated than just trying to find your guys. Well, report. And don't access terminals without permission from me. Well, there was a giant chaos heart pumping chaos through the entire ship that we had to disconnect through uh, emergency surgery with particle magnetism weapons. Am I to understand that you found a piece of technology of unknown usefulness and power on board my ship and you destroyed it and now the ship seems to have reverted to the control of something else? No, we found an organic monster of unknown power and use controlling your ship, and we removed that. Well, my dear friends, then what is controlling my ship now? That's what I was trying to find out, but you kind of ripped me away before I could figure it out. The best I can tell you is it's something on the ship. I mean, isn't that what the Imposition is paying you to do, is find out what's controlling the ship and clean it off? No, the Imposition is asking you 
to find that out. And currently, since you have arrived, all that has happened is now I can't open any doors. Well, if you give me a minute, I can get back on the terminal and see what I can figure out. I mean, we took care of the entity that was taking your men. Does that not count for something? I think I would prefer the rather minor loss of life to the potential catastrophic loss of life that will result in this ship, which is a veritable powerhouse of armament, parked above my capital planet. Okay, Vi turns around and gets back on the terminal and tries to figure out what's happening and where this is coming from. Pontus looks huffy, but does not stop you. Do you want me to make another roll, or is um, this... Okay, so what, uh, again, like, pointed question. What do you want to know? I want to know where the thing that is controlling the ship is coming from. Okay, so I'm trying to think of the right way to explain this. The ship is, like, massively distributed, right? So there is tons of stuff everywhere, and all of those systems now seem to be running well before they were, like, programmed sitting idle. Mm -hmm. So technically, the ship is being run from everywhere. Like, even within this room, there are programs being run on subsystems. But... That being said, the nature of the fact that, like, doors have been sealed kind of can indicate a little bit to you. So, like, you can tell what areas have been sealed off, right? So, you were able to ride on the tram for some reason, but it seems like other people are not able to ride on the tram. And you would also notice that, like, the doors around you right now are sealed and the doors around engineering are sealed. The rest of the ship, there might be areas that are cut off where, like, oh, they had set up a little command outpost in armaments. Those blast doors dropped. Or, oh, you know, like, on the what was the bridge, they have, like, a few guys stationed up there just to keep eyes on it. Those doors are sealed. So the sealed areas correspond to engineering and everywhere that there is an imposition soldier. Okay. Yeah, Vi, after she figures that out, turns around to everyone else. Okay, so best I can tell you right now is that everywhere that your guys are is sealed off, except for engineering, and I think all of us know what's down there right now. So my best guess is something down in engineering is causing everything to shut well not causing everything to shut down starting to run the ship from there well then i have a wonderful suggestion for right now i consider this to be the responsibility of the outlaws the most recent allies of the imposition and as such i would love to give you the opportunity to clean up your mess Figure out why I don't have my ship. Aye, aye, sir. And Malk gives him a very sarky salute. <laughs> I want to take issue with a couple of those assumptions there, but <laughs> we're professionals, so we're going to go do it. Vi kind of like glances over at Sully. We're all pretty banged up. And as much as I would love to go and help you out with that job, you want to send a team along with us? Because... I don't know how much we're going to be able to do at the moment. Does Su Su Sully doesn't look banged up, though, because like, I thought it was like all like mental damage. He did get punched in the head once. Um, e 
even if you aren't, though, the rest of us are. Right. No, I was just curious for um describing the scene. Say, I would say in my mind, it's um, it's like Matrix damage. I was thinking the same thing, like, because whenever you take damage in the Matrix, it, like, makes it real on your own body. Yeah, so, like, you are hurt. It's just not from, like, literally exactly the wounds that you took. Okay, but, like, well, your organs are bruised. You might have, like, some cracked ribs and, like, internal hemorrhaging. I am completely cool with that. You just made it sound like it was all in my head. Not all not all in my head, but you know what I mean? It, like It is. It's just then that is, like, substantial enough to manifest in your body. No, I'm cool with that. Yes, I see your point. You all look like you've had just such a harrowing experience. So, of course, I will send you with our very best armed guard, Lucius. The one with spatulas for hands. I, of course, would be honored to accompany all of you and shall give my life to keep you safe. Yeah, let's hope it doesn't come to that. If it does... Fear not, I will, of course, make whatever sacrifices needed. All right, you guys have an armed guard of Lucy. Lucy's been backed up with clone slugs, though, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, Pontus, you know that's not exactly what I meant, but I guess he was kicking your butt earlier, so he's probably better than the rest of your crew. (laughs) Pontus's face reddens, and he just turns abruptly and leaves, infuriated. Good. I do not much care for the commander, the Magnus commander, I am sorry, it's been a while since I've had to observe formal rank, I do not much care for the Magnus commander of the Black Dreadnought, and fear not, as the personal liaison of the prime leader of the Imposition, my report will of course reflect that all of you have done a commendable job on board this vessel while he is losing his composure in a manner most dishonorable. Thank you, Lucy. You are quite welcome. It's going to be the best report I ever get, uh, the higher-ups. So far, this will probably be the best report I've given on you, yes. The last one reflected that you brought me beer from a prison planet. (laughs) It was good, though. Well, anyways. (laughs) Sully, do you want me to try and fix you up real quick before we get down there? Or Jyla can. One of us can. Do either of you know first aid? I said I can figure out my way around a med bay. I mean, I've tried before, but it hasn't <laughs> gone great, so... If you guys would like to try, I will not say no. I was the only doctor my kids ever had when we were on different planets, so I think I can figure out something. Would that explain why Marvin seems to have some brain trauma where he wants to open airlocks constantly? Sully. <sighs> not not this again. You, you know he was joking. We've been over okay, this. Okay, we can just go down to engineering. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I mean, if you guys don't want Sully to use the med bay on you either, that's also fine. <laughs> no, we could use the med bay if, if uh, Vika... Oh, are you guys talking about going to the med bay? Isn't our ship, like, right here? No. Well, you're in, like, a cargo area. Your ship is on the airlock, and that they would not let you leave. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought we were in the same area as where our ship was. It's not, like, parked in... Um. So, sorry if I was unclear on this. This is not, like, Star Trek landing bays. You attach to an airlock and then leave your ship. 
So your ship is attached to the Black Dreadnought, but it's not like landed here in front of you. You don't walk up like a plat. You don't walk up like a ramp into your ship unless it's landed on the ground. You are your ship is in space. Gotcha. I thought we landed in like a like a uh, like a shuttle bay type area, like a massive bay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Because this is this is the Dreadnought. It's huge. We've landed still attached. Well. So yes. And the airlock you guys attached to was also like an external one set up by the imposition. Okay. So they have had to kind of like attach ways to interface with this ship because it is not functional well until now. Okay. No, that's totally fair. I just had a different, uh, I was seeing it different. In that my being head. said, if you want to do first aid to Sully, there are supplies and you guys can try to. It just won't be easy. Can I do first aid on them? <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? Go for it. I'll say that you each get one roll with the supplies that you have, um, but it'll just be like, because they have like, they would have like a triage center or something, you know, set up here to bandage people. Cool. Okay, starting with Jyla. And this is smart, that's a nine. Uh, Okay, so you take one bandage and one health. Yay. Uh, Vika, that is an 11. So that would be two health and one bandage. And Mal is a 13. <laughs> two health and one bandage. It's all based on how well you guys help me in the cognitive realm. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Caitlin, you go with me rolling first, Ollie? Yes. All right. I'll let you take point, though. You are rolling at a minus two because of how uh, how much he's already been bandaged. Yeah, that is a nine. Uh, with a minus two? Yes. Okay, so you take two. one bandage and heal one wound. So do I rolled a nine. Does that give her a plus one? Oh, were you assisting? Yeah. Uh, then I will say yes. So that'll heal two wounds. Yay! Yay! I feel like there's a wound that is just like, that was very rapidly bleeding that you bandage. <laughs> yeah, right. Like there's, there's a bleeding, lot of yeah. other stuff. Like there's still like a ton of cuts that are like kind of starting to slowly scab, but there there's was one- there's a lot of internal stuff we just cannot help with right yeah, now. Yeah, you have, like, bruising appearing on your body that is concerning. I feel like bruising for him has to be, like, a green or a yellow. Yeah, that's actually, you know, a valid question is what color blood does he have? But also, I remember, anyways, we don't have to get into it. <laughs> it's more just I assume, like, bruising would not look the same color, at, you know, since he's already blue and purple. He's just one massive bruise already. <laughs> Well, I think that's all we can do for you, Sully. So let's get moving. I feel much better. And he like tries to like hop up onto his legs and then like s- like winces as it like they buckle. <laughs> he like winces as he like lands on his ankle. Weird, you know, like his leg does it. I am feeling great. Do we need to get you crutches? I mean, how, how about how about you take it slow? Just so you know, I can of course carry you if need be. Well, in the words of Jyla, that is very gracious of ya. Is that a yes? Sure. Uh, so Lucy kind of like, not, not, I would not say roughly, but like maybe he just assumes that your joints are a little bit stronger than they really are. Just kind of like <laughs> picks you up and plops you down on one shoulder. I want Lucy to baby wear Sully. <laughs> <laughs> He unfortunately does not have a baby Bjorn. <laughs> hey, question. When you say on one shoulder, is he like sitting on Lucy's shoulder or is he sack of potatoes over Lucy's no, shoulder? No, he'd be sitting on Lucy's shoulder. Okay. One of his just hilariously sized shoulder pauldrons. 
which is so decorative it almost works like a saddle. <laughs> uh, okay, what's everyone doing? Riding Lucy down to <laughs> engineering. I mean, what you guys do in your own private time, I'm not going to judge. <laughs> yeah, I guess we're heading down to engineering. Okay, so are you taking the trams there? I think so. Probably. Yes. Cool. So you uh, head over to the tram, which is dark, like clearly unpowered. Once you get close to it, the lights for it turn on and you step on board. And there's usually like a menu where you could select where you want to go. All of the options are grayed out except for one, engineering. Yep. Well, that seems like someone's inviting us there. Since when have we turned down an invitation like that? When it's very clearly a trap. I don't now, think we've even done that. I, I, I agree with Sully. I don't think we've done that either. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I don't think we exactly have much choice. And Vi presses the like button to send us there. You know what they say, in for a spenny, in for a spound. Nobody says that. We hope you enjoyed this latest episode of Outlaws Wanted. Music for the show is from danosongs.com, audionautics.com, zapsplat.com, and the public domain. If you liked this show, you can check out more of our actual plays at the Wandering Gamer Network's website or Podbean, as well as interact with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We also post Let's Plays on YouTube under the channel Wandering Gamer Network. And on Twitch, we can be found at Wandering underscore Gamer underscore Network. Now remember, it's not the outlaw that makes trouble. It's trouble that makes the outlaw. Outlaw.